It's time once again for the Worship Ministry Catalyst Podcast. Worship Ministry Catalyst is a resource for all worship leaders and team members serving in the local church. So take a seat at the table and join the conversation as we discuss all things worship from team dynamics to technology and song selection. And now it's time for the show. Welcome to another episode of WMC Podcast. Let's get to praising. I'm Jessica. I'm Naya. I'm Abel. I'm Gabriel. And I'm Joe. <laughs> Thirsty so we've Gabriel. Been, we've, been, we've been talking for 10 minutes. All of it is really high quality stuff and uh, excited to get going. <laughs> excited to get going today. Uh, it's been a while since we got together. We ta- yes. Last time we talked was before Easter. Yeah. Mm. And uh, I, act- I, I don't know if you guys actually know, but I recorded an episode in between. Did you know that? Mm-hmm. Yes, I did. Okay, and you should say yes because yes. that would mean that you uh, actually are aware of what's happening. With I've listened to it three and a half times. Present, <laughs> present. <laughs> For the sake of bringing the team together, I interviewed a uh, worship artist named Sarah Kroger. Sarah, Cro- that's right. I remember Cheryl Crow. Yes, that's right. Yes. <laughs> mm. Yeah. Excellent. So, all I want to do is have some fun. Uh, Many, many people listen to that episode, even if the four of you. <laughs> I no actually idea. did listen to it. I actually did. did, you? did yes. You? Okay. Do you, can you tell me anything that we talked about? <laughs> so it was a, a girl Sarah. and you, and it was probably about the climate. See, I've never been good with tests. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, I've been really good at tests is, he, is he sweating? I can't tell from this angle. A he, bit. he sounds like he's sweating. A little bit. Yeah. <laughs> yes, you can hear All the right. perspiration. But I think it was like more the climate of worship. Correct? Or was that something else? It's not I, a it's test. That's a, a really vague uh, idea. That would be... Uh, <laughs> Seems like you talked about that's cool. worship on your Ministry worship podcast. Ministry and something about catalysts. <laughs> And then cattle, you talked about cattle. Yeah, we cattle did. of worship Which brings in the kind of whole Texas kind of thing. Yes. Okay. Worship ministry cattle. Yeah, I get it. I love right, steak. it's the list of cattle, right? I love steak. Yeah. Well, being from, does anybody not eat meat in this team? They better not. No. Mm, meat eaters. Okay, right you're here. from Texas. Uh, I know there's a couple of people who don't eat meat in Texas. But <gasps> yeah, so. Well, we're hunting them down. <laughs> Yeah, they, speak, they, they move so fast. Steak, and and since you're from the um, the weird part of the Great country, Northwest, yeah, um, do you eat steak? Yes. Oh, I know where and this is going. You, I know where this is how going. How do you like it cooked? Oh, no. Um, okay. So first of all, I'm gonna I'm gonna take usually like a New York or um, or a I like flat iron, mm. and I'll hit it with some salt. And then I will let it sit in the fridge with the salt on both sides for a day so that the salt absorbs in. And then I'm going to sear that on uh, uh, cast iron mm-hmm. um, till the blue is gone. Ooh. Yeah, so like uh, a, a rare has got almost, it's it's uh, red enough that it almost has a little blue tinge to it. So I like it. Medium rare, but closer to the rare side. Mm. Mm. Very good. We can Gabriel. continue to be friends. Now, when you said cool. you salt um, <laughs> the the steak, you 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 salt which sides? All sides. There's another word that you used. 
Both sides. Hmm. I thought that's what I heard. Both. So my steak. Yeah. So <laughs> it depends on whether the steak is thick enough to warrant eight sides. Yes, but you're missing the point. You said both. Instead of both. both. Yes. There's a, there's not an there's the the L is silent. It's supposed to be silent <laughs> oh in the gracious. word both. <laughs> hey, this is a great lead into our topic today: abuse on worship teams. So, <laughs> actually, Naya, how do you like your steak? I like my steak. Burnt. Okay. Medium what? well or well done. Oh, oh my God. I do not want okay. to eat blood. I like to hear my cows <laughs> move while I chew on it. Sorry. I like my medium. Where, where are you coming from? Just right down the middle. Medium. Yeah. Yep. And Abel, you are rare. Medium rare. Right? Medium rare. Medium rare. Abel yeah. sent me a neon pink steak that he ate. <laughs> Somewhere. That, yeah, in our group so text, good. that it was, was like pretty good. A Brazilian, Ugh. like yeah. a Brazilian. Place? We went to a Brazilian steakhouse. Um, twenty five bucks. It was fluorescent. Fluorescent. It, was so <laughs> it so glowed it was in the perfectly dark. Perfectly cooked. It was yeah. great. Yep. Well, see, in my okay. in my house growing up, my parents who don't listen to this podcast, you know, <laughs> as far as I know, um, the, there was never a steak that wasn't gray. By the time it was done, it was so overcooked. Mm. And when I married mm. me, a, a woman from Texas, mm. she demonstrated to me oh, the... Um, Redemption the, can the, come the, through the, marriage, yes. Yeah. She she corrected me, because I'm like, I don't like steak. And then we had a steak that her dad cooked. And I went, oh, this is what this is supposed to taste like. <laughs> All right. That's... I could work with this. I can work with My this. My husband got upset uh, with me because we went to a steakhouse and I asked for A1 sauce. And that's why you want A1 sauce because you kill the steak, you turn it into charcoal, <laughs> and the only way to give it flavor is to put ketchup on it. And it's okay. It's okay. No, I want to affirm what Gabriel just said because I grew up with the terrible steak and we either had Heinz 57 or A1 on the table all the time mm -hmm. because that was the only way to like get your like the juices flowing enough to swallow the sawdust that you had cooked the steak in. But I don't like I don't <laughs> like meat the taste of meat. She though. doesn't she doesn't like I don't the want to taste the the steak. It's a vehicle what? for the sauce. It's a vehicle for the sauce. It's a vehicle for the I sauce. I mean, I don't feel that way, Hallelujah but I get what you're amen. saying. Then yes. cook everyone else a good steak and then give yourself potato chips with A1 sauce on it. Oh. Or just yeah. lick your fingers. <laughs> I want to chew. I want to chew. <laughs> so do what my 10-year-old does. Bubble gum and A1 get sauce. A, get a burger, <laughs> throw the... Get a burger, throw the burger away, put the sauce on the bun, and just eat the bun with the sauce on it. Yeah. It has uh, to be chewy. I... Here was, here's the thing. We're all different, okay? And yeah, we eat our amen, steak. Yeah. We're going we're gonna to go to a Brazilian steakhouse. Never. And <laughs> you have to. But you can't ask for like any sauce. Otherwise, it's very disrespectful. You can't to, tell me what to do. It's disrespectful to make my meat bleed and expect me to eat it. <laughs> what I love is how much we're talking about steak right now. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And it, well, this is the this is a great, worship a great ministry cattle, cattle list. <laughs> That's right. List of worship yeah. ministry cattles. Yes. Mm. All right. Well, speaking of lists, let's transition, right? <laughs> mm -hmm. All yes, right. Please. Is it time for One Gotta Go? Yes, it is. It's so time. I feel like we need a jingle for this segment. One, do you? Go, I go. Oh. Do it again. Do it again. I like it. <laughs> one, two, three, go. One, go, go. Oh. 
Awesome. Oh, but we should harmonize. Oh. Oh. Nope. Let's do it again. No, one, no, no. two, ready, and one, one go, go. Oh. Perfect. I'm sorry, I left my whoopee cushion at home. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Okay. There we go. Excuse you. Okay, this is the one gotta go. This is actually gonna be, we're gonna do two segments of this because I had so right. many great ones. This is the Disney edition. Okay. Oh. One gotta go. Here's the first. Oh, wait, real quick. Uh-huh. I just isn't going to get racial. I, I want to interrupt real briefly. I did get an email regarding this segment from the last episode, and they were really offended by Jessica's choice. <gasps> no. What did you choose? You're right. That's just complete garbage, but I just wanted to see your face. Oh, that was that. my living nightmare. <laughs> oh, my God. Somebody was offended by my words. <laughs> it's fine, guys. I'm fine. Okay. I'm sorry to interrupt. Go ahead. <laughs> so here are your first four choices. Choice I, Chai, Beauty and the Beast, Peter Pan, Snow White, Cinderella. Peter Pan. Never Snow seen White. any of them. I'm sorry. <laughs> what? What? Oh, no. I haven't seen any of them. Okay. So are we just going to, so you said how many, there's going to be like eight total choices, Yeah, so right? we'll do, these are the first four and then we'll okay. go to the second four. Beauty and the Beast, Peter Pan, Snow White, Cinderella. Confession. I don't even know how Snow White's like story it goes. And what's the other oh, one? Oh my God. Peter Pan? Peter Pan, Cinderella. I know the Cinderella well, story. You've Peter Butter before, haven't you? <laughs> yes. Peter, Peter Pan, Peanut Butter. Yeah. It's just Cinderella, the Snow That's White, the and Be- yeah. Beauty so, and the Beast? Yeah. Mm. Don't. Which one can go? Oh. Um, which one's? How what? could you say that? What? I have one child. She's a girl. Peter Pan. Okay, I can I can get behind that. Mm. Okay, what's off limits? To me, Cinderella has to stay. Like Beauty and the Beast has got to stay because the books. Oh. I don't care about the princess, but the books have got to stay. Oh. That library. Oh, I see what you're saying. Yeah. Whew so beautiful see, see the one that i would want to keep for the sake of just it being completely wrong in so many ways is snow white there's so many things that's just completely wrong with that one you know what i'm talking yes. about i mean so many ways to be offended yes in just one mm-hmm. you know feature length but it's also the very first one that was done um so uh, it was done in the 30s wasn't it late 30s yeah i think 36 yeah. It was uh, wasn't supposed to work. Um, yeah, I could probably it, do without Snow White. Yeah, that's my Wait, gotta why go would for it sure. Be wrong. It she, it's one woman. Okay, living with seven guys. Yes, oh God! Combined, they make one. Because <laughs> there's dwarves. dwarves. They all stand on each other's shoulders. Okay. Yeah. Each one's identity, their name is their identity. They really have no personality other than what their name implies. Right. Oh, can you name um, them? <gasps> Sleepy? Um, no, Grumpy? No, no, it's not. Oh. He's no, no Sneezy, Doc, Dopey. There's yeah, four? Yeah, you got Grumpy. Okay, hold um, on. Do it again from the top. Okay, Dopey, uh-huh. Sleepy, uh-huh. Sneezy, uh-huh. Doc, Grumpy. Um, uh, we're missing two. Happy. Uh, Cheshire? That's right. <laughs> Yeah, Happy, who's... <laughs> Phil Driscoll? We're missing one. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Wait. Sleepy, dog, grumpy. Phil Driscoll, I'm pretty sure he's... Now I'm missing two, so I'm not doing <laughs> Oompa any Loompa. Better. Yeah. 
Yeah, we can we can Google this. We could. Um, okay, so anyway. uh, I'm going to say if we're going to get rid of one, I say Snow White. Agreed. But I'll look up the names of the Snow dwarfs White. right now. Oh, that's sad. It is sad. Everybody wants, except classic. for Gabriel. He wants to get rid of Peter Pan, which Peter Pan is. We'll talk about to make that later. Movies about Peter Pan, and they've all. Well, and I will say that it's not as accurate to the book, so I'm not a fan of that. But the book is also very grim. Who cares about books? Books are just waiting to be turned into movies. <laughs> <laughs> Bashful. We, we I like bashful. Bashful. <laughs> What's the yeah. one? Grumpy, angry. <laughs> I feel like I'm about to hulk Grum- out because of what Gabriel just said. So okay, let's continue. Okay. Uh, grumpy, happy, sleepy, bashful, sneezy, dopey, and doc. Yes. Awesome. Awesome. And also, if you go with the German version, you have Huckepack, Nassweis, Paka, Peak, Puck, Hutzelbaum, and Rumpelbald. So watch your language. The way. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, sorry about the rumplebolt. Yeah, okay. It was really not appropriate. So, the second phase. Okay, here we go. One time I was real sick to my stomach. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> Toy Story The original Aladdin, The Little Mermaid, The Lion King. Aladdin, boom, gone. What? What? I didn't kill him twice. Way to kill him twice. Yeah. I could do without Toy Story. Yeah, I could do without Toy Story. <gasps> yeah. It always seemed bland to me. Yeah, it's because you're 19. <laughs> you're still Andy. <laughs> yeah. Your life yeah. is a toy yeah, just walk story. Walk away, Andy. Walk away. <sighs> it's to me, it Toy Story is like Citizen Kane. If you watch Citizen Kane without context, you're like, I don't get what's the big deal. But when it came out, it was groundbreaking for a number of reasons. When you watch it now, you're like, well, that looks kind of it, it 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 doesn't hold up like you would expect, the li- but that doesn't stop it being from being incredibly important. The Lion King has to stay. Has oh no, yes, absolutely, to stay. Aladdin has to stay though. No, Says no. The uh, okay, but Says the Indian kid. <laughs> representation is important. It it's is an important very factor. Important. And for important. Abel, Aladdin, yeah, Little is... Mermaid has to stay. I mean, no. to me, has to stay. Mm. We don't actually have to agree. We we recognize that, right? We do that, have right? to agree. Oh, on the first two, we well, have to agree. The Little Mermaid is um, outside of the outside of Brave with Merida is probably the most rebellious against yeah. her parents. So she's got to go. She's got to go. <laughs> so many great songs, though. Alan Menken. I don't know great any writer. of them. Yes, you do. Under the Sea. Okay, one. Um, I want to be where the people are. No idea. Part, part of, of your part world? Part of your world? Nope. I know a girl? whole new world. Kiss the girl is culturally insensitive now. I that do I do dislike that Ariel is reduced to a silent woman. Mm. Gotta say that. But... Do you have to say that? I do. <laughs> to be true to myself. <laughs> no. But I, but I also feel like... I can't let the Little Mermaid be the one that goes because I actually broke the tape in our VHS player when I was a little girl because that was my favorite movie. So, so the nostalgia factor is pretty. Okay, so which one? No, I haven't picked. <laughs> I feel like as far as culture shapers go, Toy Story probably has the least impact. Mm-hmm. Huh? Toy Story, I think, means more to grownups than it does to kids. Because I like it. It's fine. And, like and, it. and, and, and the <laughs> short and the short films that that the that the Toy Story team has made are uh, amazing. They're absolutely hilarious. 
what's the message in Toy Story? Like, what's the overarching? Um, that people like uh, Abel walk <laughs> away from their toys and don't care anymore. I actually never had toys growing up, so I can't Jeez. really. I played I with quarter inches and toy guitars. <laughs> I just feel like there's there's so there's such great messaging in The Lion King and The Little Mermaid mm-hmm. and Aladdin. Like, mm-hmm. no, The Lion King is like the <sighs> ultimate for me. I don't think I've ever seen it all the way through. See, Toy Story to me is like accepting change. Yeah. You know, mm. change is inevitable. Yeah. How will you navigate change? Yes. That's yeah. true. Okay. Well. Toy Story's a wonder. They're great, great films. I'm excited I'm about the new one. I'm, I'm outvoted three to three to whatever. So uh, Toy Story's gone. Okay. Can I give a bonus? Yes. Pick one of these two. One has to go. Okay. Moana or Frozen? <gasps> oh, this is mean. <laughs> Emoji. Mm. Um, I'll get rid of Frozen. Olaf. Because I... Uh, yeah, I love Olaf, but you know what I love about Frozen is that is the 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 short that had at the beginning, um, yeah, uh, lava, whatever that was called. You know, remember the one where the island is singing about you know the ukulele song? Do you remember that? Anyone? Anyone? No. Bueller. Nope. <laughs> Bueller. <laughs> Bueller. I go with Mo- I've only seen Moana once. I've seen Frozen a couple of That's times, so but. Good. The whole let it go thing, I could let go a lot. So <laughs> I'm going to let go of Frozen because the message of Moana. It's and we've so discussed good. how many times I cry when I watch yeah. that movie still keep, as a grown still, woman. So I would keep Moana for sure. Why is he even here? Because <laughs> somebody toys. needed He's to pick Aladdin as their favorite movie. He's only movie. seen one, one Disney movie, clearly. And it was Aladdin. And that was Aladdin. <laughs> in Lion King. <laughs> oh, Lion King. The most important yeah, one. That stays in because of Elton John. So um, Yes. Good job, guys. Okay, so does that leave us with three then to go with? Mm-hmm. We do you want to just like take those three that we picked? What was it? Well, no, there was a ton left, wasn't there? Never mind. Yeah, it, forget it. We're, we're done. We didn't really pick one. We just said, okay, we just kicked one out. Yeah, I'm really brewing in the hole. Yeah, like, we're done. We're done with this. Yeah, we're yeah. Twenty <laughs> minutes in, we've talked steaks and Disney movies, and we've lost most of our uh, listeners at this point. <laughs> <laughs> <clears throat> All right. Well, um, thank you for preparing that for us. And I'm really sorry about the Aladdin movie. And I hope that you get better stuff in the future, Abel. Um, but that Aladdin movie was really good. The new one? Yeah. He had never heard of people Bryson. Oh, that's a whole new really? topic. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, I mean, yeah, you, you just got to get used to the fact that there could be more and more people that you mention cult- provide a, pro- a cultural reference, and they'll go, I, "I don't know who I don't know who Brett is." Yeah, I think my parents listened to Three Dog Night once. I mean, you're gonna just get used to that. Did anybody understand those two bands I nope. just named? Nope. Yes. <laughs> okay. Yes. Yeah. See, there you go. Thank you, sir. Yes, the oldest person in the room got your joke. <laughs> Thanks. Thank you. Well, uh, and uh, we're just getting older. Isn't that the isn't that the way of it? All right. I think that's so. I, um, I selected the topic for this one, and uh, uh, it's a it's a less fun topic, but I feel like it's uh, it's important. This is uh, Mental Health Awareness Month, being that we're recording this at the end of May. Oh man, it's been and, crazy uh, for me. Stop, <laughs> <sighs> Joe. What are you gonna do? What am I going to do with the insensitive dork? Yes. <laughs> yeah. This is the um, guy who's wanted def- to study psychology. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes. So uh, my wife, who's a therapist, uses the term growing edge, the things that we need to work on. Um, 
Gabriel is a growing edge. I mean, there's, <laughs> right? He's got a few. <clears throat> well, so I picked self-care for, I said self-care for the worship leader, but self-care for the worship team. So um, I, I found a definition for self-care because the first question I wanted to throw out is what is self-care? I thought I should explain you know, the definition that I found, which kind of lines up with my perspective on it. No yawning in the middle of the podcast, Gabriel. Well, I couldn't wait till People the end. People sense that. <laughs> yeah. Now everybody's going to yawn. Um, so uh, the definition I found is self-care is any activity that we do deliberately in order to take care of our mental, emotional, and physical health. Does that resonate with anybody in terms of, yeah, I know what self-care is and that's important to me? For Sure. I think we, no, seriously. Okay. I, no, you're being serious. No, okay, cool. absolutely being serious. Like we've, we've talked a lot about this. We call it heart care here. Mm-hmm. And so I guess in the past. I prefer soul, soul care. Soul care, spirit care. Yeah. Because um, if it's just heart care, I'll ignore it. <laughs> Gabe doesn't think he has a heart, but. I have a little tiny calculator. Casio. <laughs> <laughs> Solar powered, which doesn't work Solar half the time. Solar powered. <laughs> but we've been talking about this the past two years or so. Um, so, yeah, that's a good definition. Yeah, it's, it's a great, it's a, it's a big topic around here. Why, why is it a, specifically a big topic at your church? Was there something that occurred that, or just somebody arrived and started championing it? I think um, we do a lot of things here. And I think there was a season where um, the Productivity was was stable, but just the morale wasn't that great. And our um, one of our pastors suggested, I think she was super keen that people weren't really doing great in their personal lives. And so yeah. she made it her business to uh, expose us to resources that could, you know, allow us to take care of that and to be aware of our own emotional and physical and spiritual and soulish uh, health. So yeah. yeah. Well, what what kind of resources did she introduce you to? Cindy Irwin. Mm. Shout out to her. Yes. Um, she. Hi, mom. Yeah, she's <laughs> so great. I I wouldn't go through her whole bio, but basically, she she's a sex therapist. Mm-hmm. So that's true story. Fun. Um, for the married people. Yeah, psychologist. Mm-hmm. And um, our pastors found her. And then they brought her to us, to the staff, and then they made it mandatory for all of us to go and um, get heart care with her for Mm -hmm. several days. And it was amazing. It was like a retreat. It was a retreat. And we, it was just, it was so great. And so we have a lot of tools that we use within our department and within our church and a lot of language that we understand now, like we'll say heart checks. So like, How's your heart at the moment? Just really being aware that it's more than it's more than being busy. You know, you want to. It's not about just what you do, but how you're doing it, and you want to do it from a full well. Yeah. And so, um, I'm excited about this topic today. I, well, I am too. Uh, for me, I talk about it all the time with people. In fact, I talked to Sarah Kroger about it in our last episode. Abel, you Abel. remember? Uh, yeah, you remember that conversation? Give or take. <laughs> Give or okay. take. <laughs> so Sarah's when Sarah when I ask her about what's her go-to self-care what what what's great to me is I can ask people that question and more and more people actually know what I'm talking about. 
mm-hmm. that there's an awareness that, especially within ministry, that if we don't take care of ourselves, uh, we are not going to be in a position to 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 shepherd our congregations. Yes. You know, we're going to be, like you said, we, we, if we don't have a full well, then we're going to be coming in. And I know I can get snappy with people. Mm-hmm. Um, so impatient. Um, I, uh, I'm distract, more easily distracted. I'm sorry, um, what were we talking for Sarah, about? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> if you stop laughing at him, this is he's true. like a bully. This is true. He will stop. It'll, it'll stop. You know, of course, it's been that, 11 there years. There is truth to that. Jesus could only perform miracles outside of his hometown because they didn't think he was funny. That means that they didn't think that he, you get where I'm going. I, I'll have to say I've worked with Gabriel for 11 years and there have been times where I've resisted the laughter and he still like a faithful soldier I, I, I continues press to press on. So this, this is his go-to self-care is, yes, humor. Uh, is, is yeah. I, I, you know what? And that's, offense. that's legitimate for some people. <laughs> yeah. What'd she say? I'm offense. offense is his self-care. Oh, right. Right. A good, uh, your best uh, defense is a good offense, right? Yeah. <laughs> no, actually, it's exactly the opposite. But um, okay, well, Sarah Kroger is an example. Her her go to is to ensure she takes a Sabbath. Mm. She's so busy, yeah. you know, uh, you know, to to make money as a performing artist in the Christian realm, considering the, the kind of the nature of recording and uh, uh, royalties and that stuff today means hustle. And so, you know, traveling five days a week plus her church and then trying to take care of stuff in the personal life and going, hey, if I don't just stop, then I start to resent the gifts that I've been given and I don't want to use them anymore. Um, so just like uh, curiously on that topic, maybe we can just take a couple minutes and talk about what, um, well, let's just talk about the consequences of poor self-care. That's one of the questions I threw in there. Can you think of examples? Why do you want to talk about life? that? <laughs> Can you shut off his mic? Uh, on it. <laughs> yeah. Uh, we can start with Gabriel since he uh, brought it up. Just can you think of consequences in your own life where you have not had a particularly good self-care regimen? Um, actually, yeah. This last season has been uh, just blow and go for me. Mm-hmm. And it didn't hit me until, um, I guess, last week. I was talking to somebody in the office. Yeah, it's just been... Going nonstop, haven't had a vacation, like a legitimate vacation in uh, a year and a half. And, uh, <clears throat> uh, but I, I, I'm more or less wired to just blow and go. That's kind of how I am wired anyway. But it's been extra in this season, of course, uh, losing my dad and uh, our pastor losing his dad uh, uh, oh, wow. within just uh, uh, less than a week of uh, my father passing. And, uh, uh, so there's just been a lot, been a lot, uh, to do on an emotional level, on a spiritual level. And, um, um, in college, of course, for the first time in 24 years and, um, uh, was at a lunch last week. Was it last week we went here at lunch? Yeah. Thursday. Last Tuesday. And, uh, basically had a panic attack and just had to, had to leave. Didn't really even know what triggered it until after I got back and I started talking through, wait a minute, I've been blowing and going for months. I haven't had like outside of like kind of regularly scheduled day offs. There's not been like time off. And, you know, when you have, especially when you, when you're in ministry 
a day off is not a day off. It's the, it's the day to get life done, you know, mow the lawn right. or do, you know, things around the house and help family. So there's really no time. Um, so, so, for, I, so for me, it manifested as just, you know, just a panic attack. Just had to run and scream. That's all. Uh, when you say blow and go, can I, I, I'm not, I've never used that term. Can you tell me what you mean by that? Well, like in this last season, um, we had an interim uh, prayer uh, pastor. And uh, while, we, while that prayer pastor was in place, um, uh, we, have a, we have a Tuesday night prayer meeting. And um, <clears throat> uh, we normally have, uh, historically have had rotations for those Tuesday nights. And uh, because this person was going to be interim for, um, what, three or four months, I just decided to carry at least as many of those as I could. So doing uh, uh, Tuesday nights and then being at, serving at another campus, one of our southern campuses on Wednesday nights, and then we have rehearsals on Thursday nights. And then often having, a, uh, it's a large church, so we have uh, funerals occasionally, and those are sometimes on Saturdays. And then, of course, two services on Sundays. And then if there's a Sunday night event or something. Um, so it's just, just constant. Of course, and then this last season, it was also being in college and uh, studying yeah. and, and stuff. So if there is an open night, it's just a night for me to study. Uh, so there was, no, there was no time. Right. So when you say blow and go, you mean just nonstop. Blowing and going, yes. Uh, yeah. <laughs> just show up and not being... Maybe maybe being physically present, but not necessarily mentally, emotionally present, and just yeah. checking things off the list and moving on to the next yeah. thing. Is that well, accurate? Except except that I I really did my best to actually be present everywhere I was. I think that's the other thing that add more fried circuitry was that I really did my best to be uh, as present as I was cognitive cognitively able to do or to be. Uh, yeah, because I never want to just show up and just exist somewhere. I actually want to try to contribute and be sensitive to the atmosphere and people's needs so that I can make jokes where I can. Yeah. Well, and if you are not taking care of yourself, the jokes aren't funny anymore. That's true. <laughs> well, I appreciate you sharing that. I, uh, people who are listening may not have known of your loss. So I appreciate that you shared that with folks and, um, you know, not necessarily a topic we're going to dig into today, but uh, just want to acknowledge that. It might be and, a good uh, topic in, in the future, though, because I was a we we have somebody. Uh, my wife and I have somebody staying with us right now, a young man from Denmark. So, the, well, there's that too. We have somebody staying with us, so there's no really getting away from everyone ever. Right. Yeah. Um, and uh, he was he was with us uh, with my father passed away and after the funeral and uh, just uh, two nights ago he was asking me uh, he's like I he's like are you okay because I haven't like seen you like I just I don't I don't know how to uh, gauge where you are in regards to your father's passing because you seem like you're okay so I think mm -hmm. I said I am I, I tell people I'm either one of the healthiest people I know or I'm one of the most unhealthy people I know um, yeah. as far as I know, I'm healthy because it's not that I'm, cause people are like, well, you should be mourning. You should, you know, you just let the tears flow. And like, well, I, I don't really, my brain doesn't really work that way. Um, 
I have uh, my response to that would have been, <clears throat> "Don't tell me what to do, or tell me how to grieve." Exactly, that would be my response. Yeah, and everyone's to that. different, I, I, and yeah, and yeah. And, and my uh, process has been very different as well. I'll have these um, irrational, emotional thoughts come swinging at me regarding uh, history with my father, or what I've lost, mm. or what I will never attain, or whatever, and. Um, so I just talk it out with myself that my emotional fly off the wall self that's in there. And then my logical, um, hopefully, uh, spirit led version of me as well. And we have a dialogue and say, no, that, uh, I'm not going to carry that stuff around. That's just poison for myself to drink. And, um, I can't hold my father accountable for things that he can't fix now. So <clears throat> I think, I think that would, uh, 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 the topic of loss would be wonderful to explore yes, if you guys are absolutely. open to doing that at some time in the future, you open to that. Absolutely. Yes. Mm -hmm. I would love that. So, um, I will put it on the list and thank you again. Thanks for sharing that. Um, anybody else want to kind of jump in and just talk consequences of poor self-care? Go Abel. You can pass if you want to, or. Abel. <laughs> oh. Um, and then Jessica. Yeah, I'll make my, I'll make my really short. I think uh, I, I, I can sense a joke coming. I, I think I was fifteen. <laughs> um, Stop it. Which would have been four years ago, ladies ago. and gentlemen. Two weeks. Yeah, yeah. There we go. It's waiting for it. Not last week. Yeah. Um. Uh. So the church I was a part of actually, um, it just started and they usually do this annual conferences but it was their first go around of doing everything that by themselves usually they like rent out a church and they just supply like their needs and whatever but they just saw me as an asset and mm. i ended up finding myself um like playing but also like setting up before in regards to sound and making sure the band is good, making sure um, the set was cho uh, chosen. And it was four days of that. And I found myself the next day in the hospital because um, oh. I could not breathe. Um, I just like, I just crashed. I couldn't take anymore. Um, so just like the amount, amount of burden um, I had to take was... Because I'm usually a person that doesn't regard my health and um, mental state. I just do, do, do. Yeah. And do, do. Um. <laughs> he's, he's 19, people. It's do, okay if he do, says do, do. do. <laughs> but yeah, okay. I... I just didn't stop. I, I don't know how to stop. But it's sometimes a problem for me, too. Like, I sometimes don't know when to stop doing something. Just yeah. keep on going. I th that's actually not dissimilar to what Gabriel just yeah. said. Yeah. That, <laughs> Jessica, I guess you're next. You got volunteered. Yeah. Um, I think this is really funny because I definitely have a different perspective on this. I think... Um, I think the time that I would note that I really was struggling with self-care was after I had my daughter and I had um, postpartum anxiety. And so I would just be at a friend's house and I'd be like, 
our house is on fire. Like everything's gone. We've lost everything before I, before I even know there's nothing to support this thesis in my head, but it was just this like, it was like a roller coaster and I couldn't get off and I would just assume the worst and think that we'd lost everything or that she'd stop breathing. And no matter how much I would try to like counteract that, you know, like Gabe was saying with like that internal dialogue, it just came a point where I couldn't get past that even with logic or, um, and I would just start to have anxiety attacks and I was just very, I know that a lot of it was because I chose to be up with my daughter every night. I didn't like, I told my husband like, no, I've got all the nighttime, everything, which was unwise for me, maybe for someone else it would have worked. But, um, so I just, everything, it just felt like the ground had been pulled out from underneath me, honestly. And I know that, you know, hormones are changing at that time. Like, you know, you've just gone through this huge life shift and there's a lot of questions anyway, but then you add in the physiological response of, of, you know, all of this. And it it did feel, I mean, it really crashed and burned there for a while. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah, the physiological along with the emotional and, and the lack of self care. Yeah. I can't relate to that clearly. (laughs) Uh, but, um, but I understand it and, uh, yeah. All right. Last but not least. Um, well, I can note three times in my life where, um, not taking care of my self has resulted in depression. And yeah. the I guess the most recent one was, I think I have three kids, three, five and seven. And so when my youngest um, was, I believe, one, I don't even know what triggered it. It was, I do know that I wasn't taking time in the mornings like I normally do to either work out or just have my time. And when that doesn't happen, I get into like this performance thing. And then I felt this apathy come over me. And mine didn't look like sadness. I wasn't sad. I wasn't angry, but I just didn't care. So much so to where Mm. I would drive and like, you know, somebody would dart out and I would just kind of be like, oh, like that was crazy. And I'm a feeler. Like I feel everything. And so, um, yeah, mine, mine just looks like an apathetic, nonchalant kind of whatever attitude, which is not what I am at my core. And so I know like you kind of just turn everything off. Yeah. Just, who cares? Disengage. I disengage. Stuff is still yeah. happening. The kids still need to eat. I still cook. I'm functional, but there is no life at all, you know? And um, so, yeah, when I do not, when I don't check in, that's why the heart checks were so great for me. And I really grabbed onto those. When I don't check in with my heart consistently throughout the day, like, what did you feel about that? That was a great conversation or that really got on my nerves then it's just a bunch of information and my heart just shuts off. Like, if you're not going to talk to me, then I'm not going to talk to you either. And we're just going to continue on. And nobody will know. I can still Mm. sing and lead worship and (laughs) allegedly, you know, I can still (laughs) sing, but that's the scary part about it. Nobody would ever know. Cause you know, there's a curse in con in competence. You know, if you are a competent person then you can Mm. fake things, and I think it's almost better to to not be as adept at something for the sake of being called out for, hey, I noticed that you weren't 
yes. what's going on. You know what I mean? That's so good. The curse of competence. That is really good. It's not yeah, let's good, write that down and market it. Yeah. yeah, I know. Yeah. Yes. Well, I, I, I faked a lot of stuff. You know, I, I learned things quickly and I can fake a lot of things. Mm-hmm. Um, for me, consequences of bad self-care mean I'm, I am not a kind person to the people around me. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and my family will, will acknowledge that as well. You know, my son who's 10 knows, you know, when there's a grumpy dad. Yeah. And he's like, you've been getting enough sleep. <laughs> you know, he'll, he'll ask, you know, he'll, he's aware of those things. He'll ask, have you, have you gone for a run? You know, you know, cause part of my self care is exercise. And if I'm not doing those things, I get resentful and, and mean. Um, and, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm not a nice person to be around. I just go from being easygoing to being a jerk, mm-hmm. you know, just, just like that. Yeah. You know, kind of like Gabriel is most of the time. Shut up, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I call that um, um, a me charge. Like, I'm, sometimes I'll, after a few days of uh, nonstop or whatever, um, I just need time just by myself. Oh, okay. Just, like recharge, but me yeah, charge. Like a recharge, but a, okay. a me charge. Took me a second to figure that out. <laughs> and, yeah. Um, and it, it might involve just sitting on the couch and watching one of my science shows. I just, I just need time to not have to put my brain anywhere. Or I'm not yeah. having to solve a problem for someone or fix something or plan for the next thing. It's just kind of, you know, veg. Just, just a little bit. Well, on that topic, you know, we've got a couple more questions that I wanted to address. And I, I don't even know how long we've been talking. All right, well, let's look real quick. We've been, oh, 45 minutes almost. But I, I do want to address these. Um, you mentioned your your me charge is kind of maybe a go to self care. Uh, maybe each of us take a minute and just talk about what's your go to self care. And I already mentioned for me, it's um, some form of exercise. I like to run. I like yoga. Mm. Um, and sometimes I just need to be in a room where nobody else is uh, and watch lacrosse or something on TV. So. Um, Let's go backwards order. Are you okay with that? Then we can go back to Naya. Oh, starting with me. Yeah, that's, got you. Yeah, starting okay. with you. Yeah. Um, I think it's that that time in the morning to myself, and I actually saw this post that was really great. Um, because I do have little isolated things that help me with self care. Um, but I saw this on Instagram that said true self care. Is not about hot baths and candles. It is making the choice to build a life you don't need to regularly escape from. And oh, I yeah. think yeah. that's amazing. Yeah. Um, yeah. To to have self-care and heart care, care built into your life to where you don't have to, <laughs> I need a two-week vacation. Everything you do, including yeah. your family, is an escape room. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I have, I mean, I have, <laughs> I have those things, you know working out or riding my bike and, you know, being active, you know, uh, but yeah, I really enjoy that quote. No, it's a great quote. Thanks for sharing that. Okay. I guess it's my, that's why I didn't want to go first. Oh, you wanted to say no, 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 no. because I knew I was the best. (laughs) (laughs) Um, so for me right now, that is counseling. I see a counselor regularly. I, that should be another topic too. Yeah, I I am very passionate about destigmatizing the idea of seeing a therapist or a counselor. Yeah, whatever. Everybody, raise your hand if you agree with that statement. 
the, and we're all, okay, we'll let's know that the gay. guy not raising his hand is studying to become <laughs> a Catholic. That's why he doesn't need it because <laughs> he, he doesn't yeah. is it. Actually, yeah. But I would love to talk about I that. We my can, own yeah, I'll put that on the list. <laughs> um, yeah, you, you'll never get me stop to talk about this mental health and that kind of stuff. I yeah. love talking about it. But go ahead. You were saying, so oh, you have a counselor. Yeah, and, um, so I, I do see a counselor regularly and... Um, a lot of times that kind of prompts the other self-care method for me, which is journaling. I write my, mm. like my, I'm naturally, I process through writing. And so I try to, you know, in, in this season of motherhood, it's not necessarily possible to write every day, but I try to sit down as often as I can and write out what I'm thinking, what I'm feeling. A lot of times um, when I'm studying the word, the Lord will reveal stuff to me as I write. And I just process through what the scriptures are saying. So the combination of those two really sets me in a healthy place. That's excellent. Thank you. And the guy over in the corner. Oh, yeah. Um, this is going to sound like a 19-year-old answer. <laughs> oh, God. You're, you are where you are in your journey. Yeah. So I, I will choose not to disparage you. Um, well, this well, is actually it's, like it's one of the cool things about this group is that it's yeah. such a broad and diverse from age, yeah. and <laughs> we got a couple of broads. And oh, come on, uh, we're using 1940s lingo here. Here comes the emails. All right, we're able continue. The dames, continue. Got some dames. Uh, okay. So I, I am a fan of roller coasters. I cool. Um, like ever since I've been a kid, I've loved going to Disney World. But ever since I've moved here from Florida, it was just, I thought Texas sucked because there was nothing to do here. <laughs> and then you found Six Flags. Oh, it does. Flags. It does. Yeah, yes. That's... And then in December, uh, it was right before, like, it was my first big event here. So I got hit with a lot of anxiety um, and I was just really scared. It was just more of like a personal thing. Like, I didn't know what I had to offer. Um, and so my friends, they were just, they, they knew how much I really liked roller coaster, and they're like, why don't you just get a Six Flags season pass? So ever since then till now, I have been there more than 20 times. Um, wow. and that, that is like, it reminds me of when every, when everything was good for me, um, brought like all my childhood and like stuff with my mom um and my sister and my dad and everyone was just super happy so that just that's my way of like self-care and i can go there for free anytime i want and it's it's just great i think that's wonderful um plus six flags generally has better roller coasters mm -hmm. than disney world yes because because they're vicious mm -hmm. yeah. and you you will get sick at the end of the day um, you will have a headache to beat all headaches at the end of the day, but you will have enjoyed it. Yes. So that's cool. Yeah. That's cool. You should go to Six Flags with my wife because she loves Six Flags. I hate Six Flags. <laughs> Six Flags was my first job. Oh, yeah. yeah it was, I forgot. It was 92, I think, 1992. And uh, I, I didn't ride. Just out of high school. I did not ride a, any rides the entire time I worked there. Because I don't like them. I love them. Play a lot of video games though. Um, 
I get sick just looking at roller coasters. <laughs> <laughs> um, let's see. What are we talking about now? What is our? Well, we, we were uh, me chart. Yeah, day to day, day to day self care. I'm not good at at all. Yeah. Um, but uh, when it comes to, uh, and there are reasons for that. I I could get real candid about that, but I won't. Um, I could. I mean, we can go there, but I don't know how much time we want to spend. I'll leave for time's sake. Go there. Go there. Go, um, go there. Go there. Man. Peer uh, pressure. Okay. Well, peer well, then we. <clears throat> I don't. I don't succumb to peer pressure, unless that's what you want me to do. <laughs> that sounded like me. <laughs> well, how do, how do we how do we talk about Devil's Playground then? How do we outline that? Oh, so there, the lady I was telling you about and our listeners about told us about the devil's playground. So basically when we're at our best, there's this B list that we gave six, you know, descriptions of who we are when we're at the top of, you know, mm. of who we are. So when our hearts are well and healthy, so I'm creative or I'm bold or brave or whatever it is. Caring, nurturing, Caring, loving. Nurturing. But when we don't do self care and we don't take care of ourselves, we get, catapulted into this devil's playground um, where it's mm -hmm. a combination of how we feel and what we do. So if I feel um, unheard, then I try to fact find. And whoever I'm in relationship with, if I fact find, that makes them feel disrespect disrespected and that makes them isolate. And because they isolate, I feel... You know what? It's, so it's like this cycle. It's this devil's playground. Um, yeah, which is what he's referring. So to. yeah, she had us go over this and this big list, which was um, absolutely amazing. By by the end of which, she read my list and and just read off the words and basically told my story about my life without even knowing me, based on the words that I had chosen, the the good and the bad. And uh, but then you get to the kind of what is at the. Uh, I call it I call it your the bottom filter of your soul um, because you can have um, uh, so information comes into comes into your mind comes into your heart and then it's filtered by your experiences and um, uh, it, it's filtered by the truth of God stuff like that at least it should be. Um, but ultimately it will be filtered by whatever your lowest filter is. So it's important that uh, in order for us to become really, really healthy and the most, the healthiest we can become is to continually make sure that, that the lowest filter in our heart, our soul is, uh, is a godly one or a biblical, uh, uh, a Holy Spirit truth. Um, but I, I realized that what I, I, I wrestle with uh, I'm trying to pull this filter out uh, constantly, but I find it, I find in weak times, uh, burned out times of my life that I'll, I will check and then, Hey, there's that filter again. And that filter for me is don't, uh, I don't matter. Um, oh, wow. So it could be like, <clears throat> and where that, where that, uh, that kind of filter and for everyone it's, it can be different, but it could be like, um, say you have, um, uh, the truth is, God, God is love. So it comes in, the truth comes into you, God is love. And then it hits that filter and that filter changes it to God loves everybody but me. Um, or something like that. Yeah. So, <clears throat> um, 
I've been learning to um, try to get that filter out. Um, and when I'm in my healthiest, like we were talking about, when, when, you, when you do self-care and you're rested, it's much easier to not succumb to that, that bottom filter. Um, yeah. But, uh, yeah, so for me, that, 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 uh, that devil's playground is, is I don't matter, so I'll just let everybody else make decisions. I'll let them have time. I will let them have what they need. Um, and I'm not going to take any time for me because I don't matter. So, um, but, uh, I do feel like I, um, when stuff hits the fan, life hits the fan and it gets ugly. And this is where I, I I'm going to break worship leader, uh, protocol here and I'm actually going to use scripture. So <laughs> bear with me. <laughs> okay. But, um, you know, when, um, years ago when my wife and I walked through, um, um, uh, about a half a decade of uh, infertility and then a failed adoption. And at the time I was the worship director at Christ of the Nations and leading chapels every morning. And um, so you still have to get up there and tell everybody to point their worship up and you can't just tell them without actually doing it yourself. And the, but then leaving work and going home every day, dealing with more doctor's reports and whatnot. It was a very difficult yeah. time. So what I learned in that is, um, is something that is uh, hinted at in First uh, Samuel chapter 30. And this is the episode where David and his mighty men uh, go battle the Amalekites. And um, while they're away, uh, their town is attacked and burned and all of their uh, wives and children are kidnapped. And uh, so David's mighty men, the, the, the very men that, uh, who had been outcasts, most of which had been outcasts and nobodies were now, um, uh, their definitions had been changed. Now they were mighty men. So he had basically rescued all these guys. These guys now have turned on him and say they want to kill him because everyone's been kidnapped and they've lost everything. So now they're blaming him. And scripture just says that uh, uh, David set himself aside and strengthened himself in the Lord. It doesn't say how he did it, just says that he did it. And yeah. it's, a, it's a profound thing when you start to look in it. And I think uh, various Psalms give us hints in that when, when uh, you know, some of the Psalms that talk about why so downcast, oh, my soul, you know, where he's coaching himself, you know, mind, will, emotions, you know, get your eyes off the facts and put it back into the truth of who God is, put it back into the worth of who he is. And, um, so even though I'm still learning to do the day-to-day -day heart care, when the going gets tough, I've learned, um, you know, when, when things begin to fall apart, ultimately the reflex, the, the reflexive action of my heart is to go, just go to the Lord, you know, is it, well, is it that simple? Well, yeah. I mean, to each his own as to exactly what what we offer to the Lord, but I think the fact is just offering to Him, just bringing to Him the broken pieces, and which I think is another advantage that David had over most uh, uh, of Christendom today. Is um, uh, David would you know many of the Psalms are uh, the first half or the first two thirds are him talking about how terrible everything is, but then 
him spinning it around and saying, but you, oh God. And then he, cha- he, cha- he switches the, the subject to worship and praise. And, and I think the key in that is his uh, absolute vulnerability and, and honesty before the Lord. And I feel like we don't, we're afraid to do that. I mean, you go to church on a Sunday morning, and what do you hear from a lot of people? Well, how are you, brother? Oh, I'm great. I'm blessed. Like, no, you're not. Your wife just left you, and your kids aren't speaking to you, and you just got fired. I know you're not doing well. Don't fake it to me. Let's be real. Let's be candid with one another. Yeah. And uh, just learning how to do life with one another and with the Lord. But we do the same thing with the Lord. We just go to him with some petitions, and but we're not really honest with him. You know, the vulnerability is hard. You know, I want to acknowledge that. Uh, and um, you, want to, you want to be vulnerable enough takes... to tell us that vulnerability is hard? Yeah. I, well, I, you know what? I I don't mind sharing much of anything, which drives my wife nuts, actually. <laughs> She's like, why, why did you tell them that? I'm like, I don't know. It felt right at the moment. She's like, please don't. <laughs> you know, uh, but, you know, I, one of the things I, I heard from each of you, there's a kind of that internal dialogue that we have that can, can, when I get unhealthy from, you know, in terms of self-care, my internal monologue, much like yours, Gabriel, is very unkind to myself and unfair. Mm -hmm. Like uh, I'm a loser. I don't get anything done. Um, Where's your work ethic? I mean, just all these things that, you know, are, you know, that spiritual warfare, you know, the devil's playground where, you are, um, and I'll use the term arrogant, you are arrogantly speaking ill of a child of God. Um, my, my daughter's counselor, I uh, put it this way, imagine six-year-old you, imagine the conversation that you're having with yourself and that you're yelling that at six-year-old you. What do you think about that? And you realize just kind of the nature of the, un, the cruel, unkind things that we will say to ourselves um, that we would never say to people, and certainly not to a child, you know, but we are children of God, and we are loved, and how dare us disparage a child of God? You know, that's something that I try to remind myself when I get unhealthy. That's good. Anyway. So, oh. um, <laughs> I would also like to say, uh, just candidly speaking and presently speaking, no um, is the biggest form of self-care for me right now. Mm. Um, yeah. So because good. Uh, somebody told me once before that like a no to something is a yes to something else and vice versa. A yes to something is a no to something else. And so yeah. knowing my devil's playground and I had to look back at my, my notes, mine is like unworthiness and being defective and mm. inadequate and tolerated and unwanted, and which causes me to overcompensate and to overfunction. And that's an easy place for me to go to if I don't feel, you know, if I'm not full. And so, yeah, sure, I'll do it because that's where I find my my worth. And yeah, sure, I'll fix it, yes. So no has been, you know, and it's not all the time, but a no to something is a yes to endurance and a yes to my mind being healthy in my heart, you know. And so that's another form of self-care no is a form of self-care i think that's a yeah. wonderful form so uh, certainly underutilized and yeah. a form of self-care yeah i'm gonna do that next well next we've t- talked next time a lot. asked me to do something <laughs> <laughs> i'm 
say no. yeah that's a good idea no. that no. spongebob yeah. episode no i don't really feel like a it no is yes to the unemployment <laughs> <laughs> that'll be a topic discernment yeah saying I'm no discern- to your pastor discerning no yeah yeah I, oh, yeah i can go off on this for sure i think i'll be out of office that day just <laughs> <laughs> we'll uh, we'll just call you oh. and uh, we'll bring you in that way <laughs> Um, I thought this was great. I, uh, some good good conversation. I think we could talk more, and I think we uncovered some other topics we'd like to explore mm-hmm. as well from this. Uh, any any final words before we sign off for the yeah. day? I would, I would love to hear uh, <laughs> any anyone else that's that's listening or will yeah. listen to this. Uh, I would love to hear uh, you know from them. Shoot us an email and let us know what their self care yeah. Uh, yeah outlets are. Or, mm-hmm. You know, if this was maybe maybe they would even want to open up about what they found out what their bottom filter is things like that you know selflessness yeah it's a wonderful whatever. invitation and, re- and a reminder you can email us at info at worship ministry catalyst.com you can go to the contact form on the website or you can yell at abel yes um and he will hear it because he's got supernatural hearing mm-hmm. thank you for the mild giggle there i appreciate that <laughs> all right well, it was, well it let's wrap up funny, um, so. We definitely, as Gabriel said, we do want to hear from you um, and uh, appreciate you listening and continuing to listen. And we want your feedback. We want you to participate in the conversation. Jessica, you, final words. You're, you're ready what? To, to close this out <laughs> with your, your catchphrase. Catchphrase, go. Let's get to praising. And amen. <laughs> Thanks for joining us once again on the Worship Ministry Catalyst podcast. And make sure to add your voice to the conversation. You can find us at twitter.com slash WM Catalyst. On Facebook at facebook.com slash worship ministry catalyst. Or head over to worshipministrycatalyst.com and drop us a note. 